0: Kids be like <laughs> I had to do that. That's all right. Hi guys. Hi. Happy uh, Canada, Canada Day. Day week and Happy Fourth of July week for our American counterparts. And, and that was my little Ralph Legum like, singing "Oh, oh Canada," which is like one of my favorite things <laughs> to do. All the- oh Canada. I don't know um, why I think it's the funniest thing in the world. He's just so adorable in his little military uniform. It's episode twenty. We are Whoa. officially twenty. Wow. We're in our twenties now. No more amazing. teens. We are twenty. That's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Yay. Thank you all of you for listening and uh, keeping us going. That's crazy. 20. I know. I'm super excited oh. about this. So. Although it's been a while since I've been Whoa. 20, so I kind of like it. If you guys hear, like, a little growl or, like, a little attack of something, um, no, we're not being invaded by little <laughs> space aliens or gremlins. I am dog-sitting my cousin's dog, and he is the cutest thing in the world. He's so cute. You know when he tried to attack me, it was, like, the most cutest thing but, ever. But he's got no teeth, and he's kind of go blind. And he's he so looks cute. like a little bat, and I'm not kidding you. People thought I was walking a rat because he just. He's super tiny. And he's super tiny, but he's so cute. He's adorable. He's very protective of Auntie Yeah, it's, so. it's true. It's very cute. So he's, uh, he's been hanging out with us, and so you might hear him growl like Beth. It's <laughs> actually <laughs> yeah. funny when he does it. It's kind of cute. I feel bad. <laughs> As we record this, it is Canada Day, Canada Day, uh, week, and also 4th of July. So happy 4th of July to American friends. And I just want to say congratulations to Beth and I making it another school year. Yay! We're off now for the summer. So you might hear a uh, simultaneous sighs yeah. from like all over in Ontario and Canada. Just teachers going, ah. and there's also us taking summer courses going, oh, crap, uh, yeah. <laughs> Or parents saying oh crap <laughs> the best sign my brother sent me was is a school sign it says happy summer tag parents you're it oh yeah sounds wow. fun yeah so I have a Canadian story today that takes place just off the coast of PEI and it's something that's near and dear to my heart because I love pirates I love nautical archaeology and nautical history so I'm gonna be covering the phantom ship of the Northumberland Strait and and also who does not like PEI Ridiculous people, that too. Pi best. ratings. Right, so oh. Yeah. So, what are you gonna talk about today? I am excited because I'm actually gonna be covering the Jester's Court in Port Perry, Ontario. Nice, which is a place we've been to many times. Like one of my close friends lives around there, and it's got some cool history. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. awesome. Well, that for the. I thought you go. All right. Sounds Ooh. good. So, hey Eh? I know. I felt like we should have done that intro in English, and then again in French. En français, oh, oh yes, sorry. Bienvenue, Escabiria. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> so the phantom ship of the Northumberland Strait. So the Northumberland Strait is kind of it's situated between Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and PEI. So it's that little strip of water in between the two. And ever since 1786, there's been reports of a phantom ship appearing in places along the strait. So, from 1786 until current time, there's been reports. Like a ghost ship? Like a ghost ship. But here's the crazy thing. Well, it's not really that crazy, but the scary thing is that most people report seeing kind of a schooner type ship with three or four masts, but like caught on fire, like full engulfed in flames. And the creepiest part is a couple of reports have actually said they've seen crew people running back and forth. Hmm. But I'll get more into that later. So, most of these accounts are kind of viewed with skepticism. They're not really, mm-hmm. well, I don't know the word, but you know what I mean. But it was a popular enough story that it was included in that stamp collection you mentioned last time in the 2014 Haunted right. Canada Stamps. Okay, and i got to say, I've been obsessed trying to find these stamps, and, like, I don't want like, you have to pay a good mint on it, but I'm, like... There's a couple baiting. There's science. a couple left on the Canada Post website, but not but, many. Yeah, not many. So the ship's most often seen from September to November, just before the Northeast Wind kicks in. And I already told you that it's usually a schooner with about three or four masts. white sails that are just like full on in fire. Like think of like Pirates of the Caribbean style set aflame. Mm-hmm. So oh, you know what f- I'm thinking of? Sorry, I'm thinking of like have you seen the fog? No, not in a long time. Oh, that's, that's what what of. Though I keep getting distracted when I go to watch the Fox. It's that guy who was Superman on Smallville. I think No, but one. you're watching. No, you have to watch the original one. The original one. Yeah. Be so the first documented sighting was in 1786. And it occurred at the, I love, the Sea Cow Head Lighthouse. We have sea the best Cowhead. names for everything in Canada. Well, especially the East Coast have got some really oh, stellar God. names. That's the best. But basically the lightkeeper was on duty. And he looked out and he saw this three-match schooner fully engulfed by like like this horrible storm that was happening and it looks like it was going to go and just crash right into the rocks but just as it seemed it was going to hit the rocks it turned it went into the mist and the rain and it was gone you couldn't see him anymore so the next one that I have noted was in 1900 and a group of sailors were in Charlottetown Harbor and they saw this flaming ship so they took a rowboat they tried to go out to rescue the crew but by the time they got closer it just kind of faded and disappeared
1: But it was enough of a
0: sight by that many people that they all rallied, got a rowboat, and started to vote to rescue. Row, row, row row your your boat. boat. Lay down the strips. So (laughs) another one, which is kind of interesting because this is a bit more of a mall. Not for you youngins, but for some of us, 1988 took place in January of 1998. And the burning ship was actually seen by Captain Brown and his crew. They spotted the ship just off of Borden from a ferry they were taking. And so they got the ship to point the radar in that direction, Mm -hmm. but nothing showed up on radar, but they could see it. And once again, they tried to go closer to it. It disappeared the same night, a couple in Glengarry saw a burning full rigged ship from their bedroom window. And they said it was sailing North at like this crazy speed, like impossible speed for that type of a ship. (laughs) But, They said they didn't really call it an alarm or anything because they had heard the story, so they knew it was a ghost ship. Oh my but gosh. But they were able to watch it for almost a full hour, they said. Okay, either like really stoned and they're just sitting there, like having munchies, <laughs> and they're just like fully totally watching as this is going, this going, is going on. And they're like, oh, dude. This ghost ship. This ghost ship. Are you seeing that? Well, that street's so populated now. It's so like, if there was an actual burning ship, people would be on that, like, no tomorrow, but. But I just they love that they just sat there they and watched there it. Watched it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one that got me for a full hour. They watched it. <laughs> I know. They're I like really grab the bag of chips, <laughs> right? <laughs> just watch the ship just cool. burn down, right? It's like, yeah, that's all. Hey guys, oh. hey. Oh, but as sorry, I'm just laughing thinking about that now. But as I said before, this creepiest one was the one where they said they actually saw crew members running from one side to the other of the ship, trying to put out the flames. Wow, like people on the burning ship. Oh. So a rescue boat once again started going out, just hope to kind of save the sailors. But before they arrived, this big thing of mist engulfed the ship, and then it just. Okay, so it was a visual sight. Was it also auditory? Like, could they actually hear? People it didn't scream? say. It didn't say. would be interesting to see. Like, yeah. Because sometimes, like, you hear some apparitions. or Most of these also anything. happen during a storm, so any sound probably would have been uh, covered anyway. So there's not really any ex- Explanation? Explanation. Explanation for the phantom ship. Just theories about how it came to be. So the most common theory about how this flaming ship that never actually seems to sink came to be was the fact that a pirate made a pact with the devil to protect... Oh, Oh, there's a puppy. (laughs) Sorry, the dog's making a (laughs) pact. Sorry. No, the dog's like, ooh, tell me more about this ghost ship. Okay. (laughs) So uh, that a pirate made a pact with the devil to protect and hide his treasure from discovery. But in return, the captain and his crew were to sail forever on a burning ship. It said that the pack was made when the ship had been fired upon and it was already burning to the waterline, and it was sink to the bottom, taking all the crew and all the treasures in the holds down to the bottom as well. Hmm. So, some people have thought, oh, okay, you know, that's the one thing someone made to deal with the devil uh, the funniest thing ever was like, some people thought their fate was just revenge for the terrible deeds they did on their days of piracy on the high seas, but, uh, uh, sure. Exactly. Yeah. Like, my life can be questionable as well too then. <laughs> Over years, there's been some people who are quite skeptic about it. And there's this one, I'll put the link up later, um, for a YouTube video showing a crescent moon setting on the horizon. And it wow. actually does kind of look like flames. So a lot of people think maybe people just were looking at one of those, those sailor spyglass things and yeah. caught that and made it look like it was a ship on flames. But it was so popular. Someone actually wrote a song about it. <gasps> so Lisa, you see. have? I, ha- I do have it oh, Hold on. Let me yes, see if yes, I can yes, find yes. it. Yes, it girl. might take me a few minutes to find it. I found it funny that this was the main one. Of all the ships that went down in the Northern mm-hmm. Rusevice, North well, I told you I have a girlfriend who's from, from Newfoundland, and mm-hmm. she's talking about the Pirate Island in Newfoundland. Yes, and then we uh, covered it one day, and she's told me stories about it. And, you know, she's connected me with friends who've told stories about it too. So yeah. it's just like East Coast, like I said, when I did my um, a few episodes back about the whole UFO sightings, right? Yeah. Especially, oh, especially Belle Island. And oh, I'm yeah. talking about Belle Island, how rich history, you know, especially you Nova know, Scotia, Newfoundland is, because how it goes back hundreds of years. The first out there's like, you know, the Vikings were the first ones to to land there. Uh, So it's got this history. It's super rich. And it just... oh, Oh, there's the song. Okay. Well, let me play a little bit. It's by a gentleman named Lenny Gallant. And, the wind and, the wind the- and i got to stop it before the 30-second mark. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Lenny Glenn, go check him out. He, it's a very I East Coast I love Canadian. it. That is such a yeah. East Coast song. Right? But yeah, it's a really cool. So if you've ever seen The Burning Ship. Oh, man. See the thing that's weird though is when you look at the video... It just looks like a circle of red. So unless a ship passed through it that wasn't burning, it probably wouldn't question look like a burning. Did a Creepy Canada cover the story? They might have. I don't know. There's lots of information on it. There's a... Because i look to watch the... Uh, oh my God, so I should I check. I will check for you. I will check. <laughs> but there's been tons of articles. for so those of you who are still in university or recently graduated, JSTOR has like a couple articles on it. I read one from this... I don't even know where this was from, but these two lovely ladies named Chrissy Gallant and Linda Tran wrote a couple articles on it. So there's lots of information out right there here. Okay. And I'm going to go look up creepy Canada for you now. Awesome. While you Beth is doing that. I'm going to be given our random Canadian facts. 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 And now for some random Canadian facts. So because it's Canada day and Canada day weekend and week. Canada became a country on July 1st in 1867 when the British Parliament passed the British North American Act. Yep. So that's just a little for our friends out there who don't know much about Canadian uh, history. Um, now, this one is interesting because this one is a little bit near and dear to me. I'm a huge fan of the Group of Seven, the famous Canadian artist. Ooh, who's your favorite? I love Emily Carr, just I love her work. Yeah, but nice. I was a big fan of Tom Thomas. Now, the reason why I'm talking about Tom Thomas, I was actually at his house that he was lived in in Claremont. Very cool. Yeah and so a buddy of mine still lives there and there's this cute little stone house in Claremont and so I'm going to talk a little bit just this little Canadian history because the anniversary of his death is coming up. So on July 8th 1917 the renowned Canadian artist Tom Thompson age 39 disappeared during a canoe trip on Canoe Lake in Algonquin Park I had forgotten about that mm-hmm. yes his body was discovered eight days later today his death is still shrouded with so much mystery and people are not too sure if it's an accident, suicide or murder and they actually have like yeah. you know pictures they found his skull a hole like you know was like a quarter hole on the side by his temple so they're still not too sure about his death if he died if he suicide nobody knows it's just like an absolute mystery that's really interesting. Yeah, because his anniversary is coming up on this app, right? So I just yeah. wanted to give a little homage and a little shout-out to our Tom, our boy Tom here. That's why. So that would be perfect. Little, little and and a little... And that is your random king facts. No, I'm not doing <laughs> this. <one. laughs> Only not when that. it's unexpected. expected. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Oh, now I want to go up and come make my card gallery check out his work. Oh, it's amazing. I was just there a few months ago. So I'm going to be talking about the Justice Court in Port Perry. Now, if you guys are not too familiar, Port Perry is about 45 minutes, I would say, north, northeast of Toronto. It's a cute little place where it's, you know, surrounded by the water, Skulag Lake there. And it's surrounded by these amazing houses and so much history. Now, a lot of people don't know about the place itself, but Port Perry was a bustling town once upon a time in the 1800s. So I'm going to be talking about, like I said this one particular building. So the history of the Dresses court, the building itself. So the how the ritual where the house is on the land that was built was a local Freemason's name James Good, who built in 1857. In 1871, Dan Ireland turned the house into a small hotel. The original building was still around here, if not for poor Perry's horrible luck with fires. Two to be exact. Not just poor Perry, all of Canada. And with under a year yeah, it sounds about right. So the original building was built in 1880s. Then the first fire happened in 1883 and when it first started, it was happened behind the town, the base of the house hotel in the blacksmith shop. Winds carried the flames and destroyed a few businesses down the same road. So the whole area oh, wow, in gone. this building gone. Now one year later in 1884, a second but much larger fire broke out. Winds were a lot heavier and spread through most of the town and shops. By morning, 50 businesses, along with many factories, warehouses, stables, and homes were gone. Due to the fire, unfortunately, it took down also the newspaper. Oh, So a lot of documentation Just was gone. gone. Now, with that being said, people couldn't confirm about the deaths. What? Especially the first fire, right? Because everything they had documented was burnt down. But still, you think someone would be like, hey, we're missing Becky Sue? Yeah. I don't know. I, especially because I think it was a transit kind of
1: place. Maybe.
0: Because where was uh, yeah, situated with the, 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 the rails? Yeah. So it, it's still a It's got the rails in the harbor too. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting. So nobody's too sure if anybody actually died in these two fires. That's really interesting. Anything is documented well it has all been burnt and it's gone. That's crazy. So the current house is built for James Carnegie in yeah, 1984 uh, 14. He ran a local flour mill um, which you guess burnt down in 1902. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Sorry, it's also related to another famous fire. Like, this place just seems to be cursed with the fires. Ew. He rebuilt and stayed in the cruiser part of the community, doing um, because of the undying inside of the house and what was going on. So he just decided to stay there until about 1921. The building changed many hands over the years and finally purchased by the Gibbons family, who opened the Jester's Court in. 1997 which is the one we go to now it's so funny because 1997 to me I was like oh that's not that long ago and then I stopped and I'm like wow that was like 20 years ago <sighs> um over then that, over yeah <sighs> yeah. I think the guy who plays Spider-Man was born in 1997 oh uh, uh, dear please continue sorry that's kind of scary when you think about that so actually Beth and I before I'm going to go to the story like Beth and I have both been at this place mm-hmm. this place is really cool it's It has got it is pretty cool I got to say cute little vibe to it yeah it's very chill mm-hmm. i didn't find it spooky i just thought it was like no and the thing like it's not a spooky place but this place is like totally saturated with so much ghosts yeah there's a lot in Portbury, but this building itself berries. though Re- i only heard of the one so i'm excited to no hear so this. that's what, like when i was reading this i'm like really because again when I watch Creepy Canada, I think they pretty... I I'm pretty sure they covered Canada. it. And I'm sure they did. I think Girly Ghost Hunters also did an episode on this. Oh, nice. So, of course, Karen and I, when we first discovered oh. it years ago, I'm like, on yeah, there it. You go. Um, there's actually three ghosts, apparently, Ooh. that haunt this location. So the two well-known apparitions are two ladies. But apparently they're poltergeists. They're not just like these, like, for the women. They're actually to be very... Not malevolent, but just... They like like to mess up your stuff. Yeah, they like to mess up because we know poltergeist is a German word for noisy or violent. But they're not so much violent. I think they're more noisy. So one of the ghosts is seen in a... lady ghost, rather. She's in a blue high-collar dress with a bibbed apron. (laughs) This one... She's apparently supposed to be a kind spirit. And when one of the families lived in this house during the 50s, Mm -hmm. this ghost was actually known to visit the children at nighttime. And the kids would actually refer to her as basically this kind of, they're, oh, their night visitor. That's what they refer to. Their night visitor? There's nothing terrifying about that. Not they're at night all. <laughs> Not at all. So these little kids, are like, oh, yeah, it's our night visitor. They'll come in to check on the children. That's creepy, man. Okay. Yeah. So the other one was so apparently the same lady. <laughs> I don't know why it's weird. Like, but she likes to sneak behind people and give them a bear hug. Oh. It's kind of nice. Yeah, but, like, if you're holding it, think of, like, drinks. You go up and down the like, to the upstairs, and, like, somebody gives you a bear hug. I can't say anything, because I'm that person who's like, sneak hug. Sneak I know, sneak hug. hug. <laughs> it's like a cat. sneak attack. Oh, yeah. yeah well, on the stairs, not so cool, but the rest of it, so mm-hmm. it's kind of adorable. The second elder woman, elderly lady, rather, who's known to frequent this place is Spirit, she's known for stealing things from off the shelves and throwing them around the restaurant that's not cool so she's being a bit of a dick yeah that's not cool that's just making so there's also known uh, of a little girl that likes to stay on the stairs so this couple uh, were having dinner there yeah and they said that they saw this little girl playing with a toy and they thought it was like oh it's just you know it's yeah. a little kid and they looked and they were talking to one of the servers and they said oh who's that little girl we've been seeing like they're like which little girl now, there's also, I'm not too sure, I was trying to find the star behind the mirror. Yeah. So, when you go upstairs to the bathroom, and there's a mirror that's just right above the stairs there. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's got, like, some type of, like, he says, like some type of portal. That's what I heard years ago. Really? So, you're supposed to stare at it. And if you look, it's, like, an old mirror. Yeah. It's the, um the foil kind of mirror, not yeah. the glass one. So, it's got this, like, cool kind of dark look to it. And I heard it was something to do with the little armor suit thing they okay there see and the, again the armor and the mirror so i'm not just sure if those are portals or not I don't, I don't know my feeling going to that place before is it's not <laughs> <laughs> yeah but apparently table 13 is apparently like that's the most active table really at the restaurant everybody next time we go we'll have to ask for table 13 well reservation well that's the thing like everybody's gone there like and there's so many counts of people have gone in there and talked about it so, one of the ladies who actually lived there, who's a Nikki Briggs who lived there, who continued to keep the restaurant open, she's had many accounts of the spirits yeah. there. And she's talking about freak. I'm not too sure if she's intertwining, like if they're the same person, but she said that, oh, this one was creepy. She said that one night she was sleeping and she was starting from her sleep when somebody shouted her name in her ear. Oh, that's creepy. And she creepy. was home alone. That's creepy. I would, like, have a stroke in our day yeah, I would probably co- become one of the apparitions. Even if you're dreaming that, that is still creepy. hmm And apparently, so she went downstairs to see, like, she thought something was wrong. Mm-hmm. So she got out of her sleep. She went downstairs. And to check on a child on the second floor, everything was fine. Although there was a fire, like a candle burning. So oh, apparently man. this... I can't saying apparently. But the spirit would always... Allegedly. Allegedly <laughs> would always light a candle on this table. Oh, that's got to have an interesting but, story to that somewhere. I know, but I'm just thinking, well, if this place has got a history of, like, fires, right? Oh, you went to a much more nefarious place than I did. Well, I always think I was leaving a candle on for someone. to so I know, like, usually you, yeah. you left a, like a, a candle out out the window, yeah, a, a loved one to let them find their way back yeah. But I'm just thinking, like, with a history of fire, wouldn't they be more cautious? I don't know. I think that's... Well, I think that goes back to the whole, what, your personal philosophy... Mm-hmm. ghosts are because if it's a time loop then no they probably wouldn't have associated okay. with the fireway. and let's not go down that rabbit hole my whole belief of what ghosts are okay actually time, time loops because you know how I feel about I this I do I've had many drunken conversations <laughs> with people unaware like i attacked them with my theories about spirits and ghosts what I think they actually are wow. but yeah so like I said there's just so much people have left a lot of employees
1: and really? the middle shifts
0: like when they're closing up had things happen, things are moving around, clanging, and the things be like taken away and they flat That's left. crazy. So so many, like so many employees have left. Really? It's, guys, when you go into the cutest little restaurant, I did not get that vibe at all from this place. This is mm-hmm. fascinating to me. The ladies' bathroom apparently has some weird things to it as well. Really? Yeah. So it seems to be one area where the porch where table 13 is. Yeah. And also the um, upstairs the where the female bathrooms are. Interesting. So the woman's bathroom, female bathroom. And the knight, the armor, yeah. and the mirror seems to be a hot spot. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you, like, if you guys want to find out more about it, I do highly recommend reading Terry Boyle's book. Yeah, he has some great stuff. Unfortunately, he passed away a couple of years ago, and he really does delve into the whole history of Ontario, especially mm-hmm. the haunted locations. But I've been going to justice court for a few years now yeah it's a great location it's a great place especially in the summertime it's got a great little patio that's yeah, awesome but i would love to do an investigation there that would be cool just to like when everybody leaves especially because we think about like if it is energy and just everybody's energy being in there and like what yeah it picks up and what it may pick up from other people so yeah that is my story of that justice cute. court i want to know more i want to know about like there's tons like i said like to me, the most freaked out one, like I'm sorry, but it's the nightly visitor that goes and visits children. It's like who are sleeping there. That one, Christian, it does not at the same time because I think kids, because they don't have the same logic and reasoning skills. I think it's a little less creepy because they're more open to it. They're open to it because, like you said, they're not jaded with all the stuff that we're kind of being told yeah. not to believe in, what to believe in. And I can easily see how kids do that. But I can see as a parent being really creeped out by that. Like, oh, I'm no. not a parent, but if I was, mm Especially in the 1950s when you're saying, oh, it's a nightly visitor. So I'm like, ah, oh, eh, peace out. I'll leave my kids out at night. So I'm like, see ya. <laughs> Goodbye. For yourself. Bye. Oh, <laughs> man. I don't know. That being yelled at, your name being screamed out That That's creepy. That is creepy. Candles, like random candles. That freaks me out more than the screaming. I can explain away the screaming. Of the name, yeah, because sometimes because like you, if you're in a deep sleep, and sometimes you will hear things and in yeah. your dreams, and we actually thought it was, you know what you thought was reality is actually a dream. But wake it up and find candles being burnt. Yeah, that, things that go is missing. Creepy. So yeah, also because you dude, go, Do go, go to, to the bathroom, bathroom and go <laughs> to the go to the bathroom. Just, dudes, don't worry, guys. You can just go in, whatever. Just knock first. Just knock first. Just be polite, and then also stay at table thirteen. That's really neat. And if you have... Make reservations, though, because they're super busy. in this Yes. Time. Make reservations. It. If you've been to the uh, Justice Court and you've had your own personal experiences, please let us know. I'd like to know more about this because, I don't know, man, like I said, everything I read about this place is just got so many cool stories and different stories. That's really... Like, if you see something about the mirror, like, you know the origin of the mirror. Yeah, let us know because that would be interesting. Again, I heard portals and a little girl... I'm always looking for the little girl on the stairs because that was the most popular story I remember. Really? Here. Yeah. Interesting. And it's interesting that the lady in white is a lady in a blue. Finally. Mm-hmm. Mix it up a she little She mixed it up a bit. She's like, <laughs> oh, so cliche. I'm going to go for the blue. I'm going to go for the high neck in blue. Okay, done. So, yeah. That was really neat. Yeah. Also. Makes me want to go back there. Have another peek. Oh, so, go back. Oh, yeah. If you guys go, I think it's like Tuesdays you can actually book a psychic. Yeah. Her name is Nikki, the psychic. She's funny and she will read your cards and she, you get to walk home and you leave with a CD of the whole experience. So, it is cool. It was good entertainment. If you want, yeah, if you want to fun, like on Tuesday, it's summertime, like, hey, let's do something fun. That's let's fun. drive to Port Perry. Let's have some good grub and let's get a yeah. you know, psychic breed to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So on that note, we're going to go watch Annabelle, the scary movie. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, we went to go see a few weeks ago. We saw two weeks ago. We saw The Dead Don't Die. That's the name of it. The Dead Don't Die, <laughs> okay. which is funny. Funny, but made in a panic about the environmental state of our world. Well, like, that's the whole point, which I like I know. about it. Yeah, know. Um, but now we're going to watch Annabelle. And if you guys know, I do like some slasher films. Yeah, I'm more into the slasher than you are. So that's more to the slashers. I'm into the whole psychological, scary, like the exorcist. Like, See, now I like psychological ones too. I don't like jump scares. I think jump scares are a cheap way to get scares. Oh, no. See, then there's me like, I love the exorcist. I the love this. is an illegal of its own. I know. I oh. It is a. Yeah, I wouldn't consider that a jump star. scare. That, no. So that's just good filmmaking. It is brilliant story. Yeah. It's a brilliant book. And it's well done. So. Um, sorry, yeah. I got all up in your business there. I was like, "Hey, hey, hey!" <laughs> no, you didn't. No, it's it cool. This not as jump. No, ex- no, I agree with you. Like, and there's certain slashers I do like. Like, I love the camp ones. I love. Oh, that's why I love now. Friday Thirteenth. I love Halloween. Yeah, um, Halloween is right right. revolutionary for so many reasons, though. Hal- like, Halloween to me, though, is still like the whole POV aspect of it. Revolutionary. Okay, Beth is getting all technical. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get nerded. I nerd out. I'm just talking about in terms of great filmmaking is I just love yeah. Halloween Oh it's it's it completely changed the genre when it came out absolutely and film in general it was yeah. amazing and also like it has the empowerment of a young female that too yeah so questions for our audience they're remaking black Christmas again Thoughts. Let us know at Instagram or on our Facebook page-hmm yeah. we'll have to talk more about movies going forward because it's something we're both really passionate about so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah we're gonna watch Annabelle we'll do a little review. And we'll do, like, a little, uh, I guess, bonus content episode Maybe, yeah. about this. And let they you guys know. We probably should. have be. been promising bonus content for, like, a year and never put any out. I know. We are the worst. <laughs> I am the worst. I get distracted by cute puppies. So How can I'm you not? Dogs. Can you not? We need to put a picture of this dog up so people can see. Oh, yeah. He's going to be our new mascot. Yeah. I'll put him with, like, our little... His name is Devo. Like, you honestly. need to go check the photo out of this dog. It's incredible. It's, he's named after the band, not of not, he is. not the uh, opera band, but the '80s the band, Whip It. Whip It, yeah. Whip It, good. Yeah. His name is Devo. Like honestly, is the he's the best little thing. And they get depressed when they have to take him home. That's, All right. On that note, we're gonna go cheer you up by go watching a scary movie about a creepy doll. Woo! Bye, guys. Stay spooky. And um, yeah, we have a few things coming up the next few weeks. I'm excited. We're super excited. Oh, and then I'll be posting about our friend James and his upcoming show. Yes. Oh, we have to get tickets for that. he's so good guys. He's gonna he's be incredible. Sh- he's gonna be on our show again. I uh, was just chit-chatting with him on the weekend. And uh yeah, so yeah, he's amazing. If you guys ever get a chance to see any of his stuff, like go. It's yeah. you cannot recommend it enough. Yeah. And so like I said, coming up next month, it's going to be our one-year anniversary. I call it is our it really? Spookiversary. versary. Our it's our spookiversary. It'll be spectacular. It'll be spectacular. Oh my gosh, we're such nerds and themes. Okay, so right. anyhow, stay spooky, guys. Again, happy Canada Day, happy Independence Day, and stay spooky and awesome, guys. Bye. Bye.